on my mark in five, four, three, two, one. Well, it's Shark Week again, and that just means that everyone's about to tell us how much more weather we're having. Look at all yeah. these people in Punxsutawney, in Pennsylvania. John, you want a little predi- prediction about the oceans? You're asking the wrong fella. I'll give you a little prediction. It's going to be wet. It's going to be cold. And it's going to last you the rest of your life. Oh, no. Twitters! At the underscore podcastle. It's John and Matt here with the Shark Week saga continuing here on the podcastle. Thanks for being with us. You just got here right from work, right? Like you literally just ran in the door and sat down. I ran in the door and sat down and fired it up. And I was like feeding the cats while the computer's Uh, booting and uh, like changing my clothes while the water's running. And um, literally just – and as I'm walking in, I see a guy – that I know from my apartment that I haven't seen in a while that just decided to come out and be like, Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Good to see you. And I'm not, I don't want to be rude, but I'm like, I'm kind of in a hurry, but it, clearly that doesn't translate well. Cause I'm just walking inside. It's yeah. not like I have, you know, I'm like, no, I got a show going on. And he's like, well, what's new? I'm like, huh. Oh no. <laughs> well, I got a show going on. I, uh, do you, do you have to tell people that, um, if they, you know, invite you to do something, do you say, ah, I got a podcast? Does that come up often for you? Um, yeah. The podcast, actually, I've been getting a lot of um, questions about it lately because I started leaking more uh, people into the circle of trust. So uh, word is spreading. How about yourself? Yeah. 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 I uh... – I get. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm totally pretending to listen right now. I did that uh, two days I'm, ago. I'm, I was I'm take- texting Sonia. Uh, just realized I should use iPad instead of phone. Two minutes to boot, up, boot that up. She's ready to go. We're gonna patch her through. We got Sonia Fordham with uh, Shark Advocates tonight. Very excited to have her on the show, the program. Um, so, John, if you're ready, we're gonna patch her on through, and we're gonna do some little uh, magic tonight. Do it. <laughs> I'm Do so it. sorry. I'm trying to talk, text these these people. Yeah, bring her on it. I can't even tie my shoes correctly. I don't even know my middle name. I don't even know where I am right now. So uh, Sonia Ford will be joining us from Shark Advocates and a blogger for Ocean Conservancy. Very excited to have her on the show tonight. And um, going to be a good time to uh, talk about the issues. Sonia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on. <laughs> hey. Hi. So happy nice you could be, to here. be here. Thanks here. for joining us. Sonia is the president president at Shark Advocates International, correct? That's correct. And so, Sonia, I'm doing some, uh, you know, some research. And <laughs> it seems like, you know, I didn't know this. Rays and sharks are very, you know, they're like closely related. Is that true? Or am yes, I reading very, this? very closely related. So both cartilaginous fish just basically a different a different body type but say same sort of intrinsic vulnerability to, to over they have, do they have teeth like sharks <laughs> they have uh, most of them have uh, kind of much different teeth because they tend to eat in different ways but you know they're uh, you know about 500 species of sharks or even more Rays about six hundred or more, and they're discovering what? more all the time. So we actually have, yeah, have they more are... rays. They actually happen to be more threatened than sharks, if you can believe that too. 
Yeah, I was reading I didn't know about that. your your ten year strategy here. <laughs> oh, excellent. What's what's going on? I, this listen to this. A group of experts from international conservation organizations is announcing a new strategy for combating the decline of sharks and closely related rays warning that the rays are even more threatened and less protected than the higher profile sharks. So I don't even, why? Why are they threatened? Uh, well, the, the entire group, the sharks and the rays in particular, uh, threatened mostly by overfishing. It's a combination of this, this life history strategy they have. They generally tend to grow slowly and mature late and have very few young. So uh, they're, uh. They're, they can't, their populations really can't take intense fishing pressure uh most of them oh and they also tend to be uh, for a variety of reasons kind of low priority for fisheries managers and wildlife protection and it's kind of a combination of you know as you might what you might expect people thinking having a negative image of sharks being man-eaters or it's um, such a like such that. a misconstrued um uh Issue that a lot of these 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 yeah. folks do. You know, I just want to say before we get keep going with the questions. Thanks again for being with us. And I've actually been a big fan of Shark Advocates for a long time. You guys actually follow me on Twitter. Um, All right. <laughs> I think it's because my oh, name really? on Twitter is Clark the Shark, and it's, I don't think it's because of my content. <laughs> I, but you guys are really great, and I really. Um, just applaud you for all the work you do. I'm a big fan of sharks, as John and a lot of our, uh, most of our listeners, and um, they're just so cool. And you guys do great work, so I just want to bless your heart. Hats off to Appreciate you. That. <laughs> great. Hey, you know yeah. what? I wanted to talk to you, Clark, before we brought Sonia on about this, but now that she's here, I can't. So um, it's our I taxes know, for next year. Do you, do you <laughs> Sonia? Do you? Uh, what do you think of the movie Jaws? Like, is that a movie that you don't like? Well, come on, it's a classic, right? How can you not like Jaws? No, okay, I, uh, <laughs> you can separate. And, and probably since then, I mean, at the time, just a wee child, you know. Right. It was it was pretty scary. I don't think I was allowed to see it, but um, uh, you know, since then, it it certainly had an impact. It, it definitely oh, uh, made it, we we saw a surge in sport fishing for sharks and this. Um, oh perception that the only good shark was a dead shark um mm. it's definitely oh. some of it connected to jaws but uh since then you know peter benchley um unfortunately he, we lost him but um he did a after that just a, a whole lot of work for shark conservation and his uh wife wendy benchley continues that legacy uh very involved in shark conservation so um, it certainly got people's attention. I don't. Uh, I think Peter Benchley used to talk all the time about how he he didn't really understand what what a nerve he would he would touch with the the book at least. And I read that he really regretted um, the impact that that had, um, you know, on the perceptions of sharks. And yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Hollywood. People got. An, I mean, I've seen Planet of the Apes. I'm not. Gonna go out and kill gorillas because I think they're gonna eat me. I mean, come on. Yeah, you gotta yeah. separate the two. It's one shark. Yeah. Uh, you... That's the funny thing is, I like I love that movie, but not because you know there was this monster. It was you know it was the relationship between the three characters it had nothing to do with them fighting. You know, and I think some people obviously that goes over their head. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. No, no, of course. And I just want to say, um, Sonia has been on the forefront of tons of too too many numerous. 
accomplishments with shark conservation to even really bring up on the show. But I do want to mention one and correct. I know you're very good with the fact check. So if I'm wrong, <laughs> all sharks can fly and speak English, right? No. Uh, the first international shark fishing bands in the Atlantic and Indian Ocean, um, the tuna bodies, because I know that a lot of the sharks get caught up in the nets, was 2009-2010. Um, yeah. And those are some pretty big territories. That's, I mean, the, the amount of sharks that have been saved because of that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah, I can tell you a lot about it, but <laughs> um, again, a little bit of caution. I think that obviously many conservation groups were interested in international safeguards for sharks. It has a lot to do with them uh, tending to be pretty migratory and uh, traveling between the waters of different countries and being fished by different countries. Um, and certainly those, all, all of the, inter or most of the international uh, measures for sharks were, were good news. Um, but it's important to remember that all of the international agreements depend on the countries going home and implementing domestic regulations that match those decisions. Mm -hmm. um, and so we still don't have enough. Um, we have a lot of work to do in terms of measuring the compliance and seeing which countries have uh, followed through on those commitments. And that, that goes for fisheries bodies as well as, as wildlife conventions. And that's a lot of what we're trying to do now. And then also we still have a problem with uh, lack of data about who's catching which sharks where and what species they are. So yeah. that um, you know the work continues. These are really important steps forward. But we want to. There's some, you know, some of them have loopholes, and some of them it's not clear if if all of the countries that are a party to that treaty have followed through on what they said they would do. You need to keep them keep them accountable and keep them honest. And I know how, how difficult that can yeah. be. You can say anything Gosh. they want. <laughs> and all the corners they probably can cut. It's just, but at least well, you know, you know these I think are the I beginning th steps. Yeah, and I think to getting everyone on the same page. I hope they're. I hope all their boats sink that catch a yeah. shark. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I, you I don't. Think that's one reason to be one one area where we can have a, a bit. Uh, you know, there's a lot of it's a lot of bad news for sharks, but there's there's also um, probably more and more. Good news as well, and one of the uh, sort of areas is hope is technology. So um, they're making real advances in, you know, tracking and observing fishing yes. operations, so we can get a better idea. And it's it's just becoming harder to keep that um, completely secret. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this, Sonia. You studied marine biology at the University University of Maryland. Yes. And is that where you're from? Um, I've lived around the D.C. area, Maryland, most of my life. I, I lived in uh, Vermont when I was a little kid, ah. and I still kind of consider it home. Okay, and why sharks? Like, what happened? <laughs> well, <laughs> what story? Yeah, that's a great um, question. What, you don't just what brought you to that? Nowhere. I mean, I think they're amazing. Just the marvel at at their just I don't know. It's hard to wrap. It's hard to say, but you know, to to be working with them. You know, what happened? Yeah, well, believe it or not, when I was at University of Maryland, I was lucky enough to um, be in Eugenie Clark's class when she was still at University of Maryland. So she's the shark lady. Okay. The really, uh, famous scientist who started the Moat Marine Lab. Who continued, she's great. They, they continue to um, study and um, help sharks. And a awesome. real, she's a real icon wow. for a lot, a lot of people. As a, as a, yeah, she's my grandmother. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, a, really, a, a, a I can't back that up. Shark scientist. That's on, not true. Uh, <laughs> on the <laughs> forefront, right? Um, yeah. So I was very lucky to be in her class, but I was uh, really um, interested in marine mammals and saving the whales and saving dolphins. And when I got out of school, I, you know, there was all that advice to just sort of get your foot in the door at the organization where you want to be. And so I took this job, or um, I was actually second choice for a job in the fisheries, oh. fisheries conservation program at uh, what was then the Center for Marine Conservation, is now the Ocean Conservancy. Um, and it was once I got inside a conservation organization where I had always wanted to work, and I saw the the amount of mail that we got saying, you know, save the whales and save the dolphins. And I learned about the Marine Mammal Protection Act that protected these animals no matter what. And I knew from uh, Dr. Clark's class that that sharks and marine mammals sort of reproduce in a very similar way, both slow growing, few young. So you just right. can't take very many from the population. And at right. the time, we had um, a full-on shark fishery, and finning was legal. We had no limits on oh. shark shark catch in the United States. So since then, since 1991, the U.S. has become a, a, a leader in international shark conservation. We've had a lot of progress. Really? But back then, it was just a free-for-all. Just and shark it's fishing very was still and still being oh. encouraged without any sort of forethought thought into the. To the biology of these animals and what kind of fishing pressure they could take. So I really became a convert for the um, the sharks pretty quickly and decided that they need they really needed an advocate a bit more than the marine mammals. No offense to the whales and the dolphins, but <laughs> oh, of they're course. pretty they're pretty well covered by then. Yeah, right. Because and it's important. Know, the average person, the average average dum dum, is like, oh, sharks, they're scary, but they're in incredibly important to the ecosystem isn't that right uh yeah as we generally living. say yes um that but you know it's important to remember that even the ones that aren't the, the typical top sort of apex predators like the white sharks you know the ones that are um more in the middle the meso predators also important they're all there for a reason um they all yeah. serve their role so it's important to not take too many of any kind. They all serve their they all serve their purpose. They're very important. And I always say this with John and he said it before, the ocean is the shark's home. I don't go into a strange apartment complex and expect <laughs> no. uh, you know one hundred I mean Shirtless. the chances are astronomical that you're not gonna nothing's gonna happen, but I mean it's, it's where they live. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Come on. Tell me about here. Before we, we let you go, Sonia, and, and yes. thank you so much for hopping on here and, and doing this for us. It, it's makes us look a lot cooler than we really are. Um, what is a sandbar shark? A sandbar shark. Yeah, you know, you could describe it as your generic shark. Um, oh. Not, uh, <laughs> like a blue shark? Or a sand shark? would be a lot long and skinnier. The sandbar shark uh, would be sort of uh, a really like a typical form that you would imagine, not as not one of the huge ones, you know, like not one of the biggest, smaller than a white shark, but um, really popular for both meat and fins. So it got very overfished uh -huh. um, right off these shores of the Atlantic, and finally some um, signs of some signs of rebuilding, you know, about 20 years after we started to manage them. So a little bit of hope for the sandbar, but they were really hit hard because they have if you. 
if you look up a picture of them, they have very tall, big uh, dorsal fins. Right. That were Looking very at it right now. For shark fin soup. Yeah. Ugh. Sticks who, way out. How would you eat that? Um, <laughs> seriously. It's like a diaper with Indian food. Why would it, that sound it, good? It, it's a it makes, fin. It makes me like sick to my stomach yeah. for like a couple seconds. True story for you. So, not joking here. I was in a restaurant in Pasadena in 2009 when I first moved to Los Angeles. And I saw shark fin soup on the menu, which has since become illegal, I believe, in California. And I was so yeah. appalled. I left. I thought I that pay was like... for my meal. I dined in Dash. I, <laughs> I kind of thought that was a nickname for something, but that it wasn't really a shark fin. Right. That's brutal. It's awful. Well, yeah. So, as we end on a, so, on a high... <laughs> it's, it, well, so when you're working... Um, Shark, sharkadvocates.org is the website. Is that the best place for people that want to help to donate to the organization? Um, uh, people yeah, want to get involved well, on the and website, help. Yeah, for the website for donations would be the website. There's a nice little Sherman, Sherman the Shark from Sherman Lagoon. He's donated, adorable. Uh, has a donate oh, on there. Yeah. He's so cute. He's cool. <laughs> I like him. Uh, and then, of course, uh, particularly active on Twitter throughout Shark Week. At Shark uh, Advocates. At Shark Advocates, yeah. And we, we're having a couple um, sort of action alerts that we'll be tweeting um, for people that want to help sharks. Um, some of the maybe the less charismatic or perceived as charismatic species. <laughs> Lots of oh. ways to help, in particular, uh, smoothhound sh- sharks, which are smaller ones that don't get a lot of love and they have a really weak finning ban here in the Atlantic. He posted and, that on the 29th. A weak finning ban. Yeah, they're cool looking. Uh, yeah. It shouldn't exist. A weak finning ban shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be allowed to be a weak ban. It should be as right. hard it's as they can. All of, you know, the, the finning ban is strong hand. in this country for every other species of shark but the smooth hounds. They really need. Look how cool to, they look. Uh, look, look at those blue eyes. Some love. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they're quite they're sweet. sweet. I'm going to make it my computer desktop background here. Sharks are great. I remember the first time I encountered a shark in the wild. I was in Key West and I was snorkeling, and there, there was a uh, a nurse shark that was eating the um, discarded remains of a fish that fishermen caught and threw back in the guts oh, or whatever. And I went nice. down and I got Caucus. close to it and I started like petting the back of it. And my buddy Steve go, was like, "Clark, I came out." And he goes, "What are you doing? Are you are you, are you petting a shark?" Sure. I said, "Yeah." That's amazing. I said they're the best animals in the world. I could watch them all day wow. in the wild. Yeah, I want to see them in the wild. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't recommend the petting of the sharks. I'm Love them. Yeah. Well, in a different case, I have a certain nurse kinship. Sharks, yeah. Nurse sharks are, are vicious? Not vicious, but they'll defend themselves. And, and when they bite, they don't let go. You need to respect them. Yeah. Snapping people. You need to respect all of them. You can Google that and see some pictures of people that, you know, have lost. trying to release the... Sometimes it can be quite small, but they latch on. So, as would I if I'm trying to defend myself. Yeah, yeah and it's actually was, relatively common. Carts. Yeah, because they get they get kind of poked a lot, and that's because they look so docile. But they will defend themselves. Uh-huh. It's just a better idea to leave them alone and just just have yeah. a look. Yeah, have have a gander. Observe. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sonia, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Please follow uh, Shark Advocates International on Twitter at Shark Advocates and visit them at sharkadvocates.org where you can donate and read so much more. Please, um, anything we can ever do to help, do not hesitate to ask. And it's been a true honor 
to chat with you. Thanks a Thank lot. Thank you so. very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good Bye-bye. That was Sonia Fordham with Shark Advocates International. And now we got to bring up Corey here. <laughs> Corey's coming on we're, from we're Ocean juggling, Conservancy. We're juggling guests here because of a, a bit of a delay, a bit of a snag. That was fun, man. Hi, babe. Heather just walked in. Oh, we have our wedding bands now. All right. We'll take a uh, two-minute break. Two-minute break. And we will have a sponsored message right now from our top sponsor. We'll be back. In a moment. <laughs> And we're back with uh, Shark Week. Up next, we have Corey Ridings. John, this is the um, Ocean Conservancy. She's a political um, advocate. Um, political advocate. What the heck does that mean? I can't wait to ask her. Does it mean she – what does it mean? Can is it like a lobbyist? Uh, maybe. Is that offensive to ask? No. Are you a lobbyist? No. She, you should – be very proud of what you do and be able to describe it diligently and intelligently. That was fun. While we wait for Corey, he's going to be coming on in just a second. Sonia was great, man. That was fun. Yeah, she was cool. She was uh, – I like what she's doing. It's amazing. But I, I feel like I, I needed more time with her. You know? I don't know. Uh, we got kind of crunched here. I, all these people from Ocean Conservancy so far I want back. You know, Sage, great. Sonia, awesome. Will Corey be nice, be cool, be interesting? Only time will tell. She comes she on. To... First of all, I just want to say, screw yeah. you. I've we listened to any... past shows, and they're terrible. These you aren't know? even political. You guys are talking in voices. You guys are like children. Children. All right, I'm going to see if she texted me because, uh-oh, Corey... Still on for 10. I texted her at 9.40. That was 27 minutes ago, and I, which I told her I would. Well, Nothing for her. We can well, always fill up the airtime with things like... Yep. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle. John and Matt Piscardi is going to be joining us a little bit later tonight. Um, what? We are finally going to be wrapping up uh, our 100th episode very shortly, and... Uh, Shark Week, and it's been great. It's yeah, been wonderful. I know. It's amazing. We are the culmination of Shark Week, and our 100th show is all going to happen pretty much in the same realm of time. And we're helping the sharks. We're doing something Yo, good. So I want to get into something uh, when we bring Biscardi on after we uh, talk to Corey. Katie Corrado, we have her on the show quite often. She's probably the between her and Brett, the most recurring guest, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, she's been on like three, four Katie. times. Right. And she, the last episode brought up something about how her and I got in a fight, and she's told, she said that I claimed to be a merman. And yeah, what was that? Arguing about like the Gulf Stream or the Jet Stream. I was like, I would never argue about the Jet Stream unless I was told by some expert that whatever you was, were saying was wrong. That's the only time I'd bring it up. I wouldn't just pretend that I knew what I was talking about with the jet stream. Yeah. You, you, know what, you know what the score is, and I'm glad that you were able to ascertain that information and deliver it 
appropriately. Corey's ready right now. I'm gonna potter in. Glowing. But um, let's oh. let's revisit that when Biscardi gets on because I want right. to comment on that. That deserves some respect. Um, we're gonna find out Corey Ridings from the Ocean Conservancy is um, yeah, a political an- uh, advocate, and we're gonna be talking to her here on Shark Week about um, different issues, and we're excited to have her on and um, kind of pick her brain and see what's going on. There's a lot of important things. This is Corey. Very happy to do it. Hey, hey Corey, welcome. There she is. <laughs> You're live hey, in the podcast. Right? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Thank you for being here. Um, we just want to say, uh, you know, it's been great to have the guest on from Motion Conservancy and love what you do. Always been a big supporter of your work, and it's a, it's a really honor to have you on the show, especially during Shark Week. So thank you again. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to talk about great apes today. Um, <laughs> no, I can't back that up. What? Corey, you are a, a political advocate for Ocean Conservancy. Yes. It sounds very important and political and much smarter than me. Yeah, I can't explain. We, what, do, what, does, what does that entail, Corey? What does that entail? That entails many things. So first to clarify, I'm actually a policy analyst is my title. Policy um, analyst. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Political analyst. We were like, what is? what does that mean? We were like, yeah, chief financial exactly wisdom. than my actual title. <laughs> okay. Well, policy analyst, so you analyze policy. Is that correct? That is correct. So you wow. can see when people, countries and companies are screwing up and you're saying that's a bad policy or that's pretty good here's how you can make it better kind of thing yeah that's sort of the general gist so we don't focus too much on sort of companies or corporations or anything like that and do a lot more around public policy but that's the general idea sort of just track policy see what's going on is there good stuff is there bad stuff can we promote the good stuff can we defend against the bad stuff that kind of thing Whoa, like what? Like what? Give us an example. What what good would you want to promote? Hmm. Well, for example, um, I sound nation's... like I have a second grade reading level right now. I... <laughs> <laughs> What's well, I good in yeah. this life? What do you do that's good? Gosh. We'll pull up how a bill becomes a law. Yeah, that'll that'll get us started. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just very kind of basic stuff there's a lot of policies they go on you know in congress uh the administration the white house they have a lot of policies that they're putting out on a regular basis and revising old policies and then you have more regional policy for example in fisheries we have eight regional management bodies that do a lot of the day-to-day um sort of decision making around fisheries and so we work with them and sort of check out their policies and see how they're doing so yeah, make sure that they're sustainable. Levels. Yes, exactly. And what happens if they're not? What happens if they're, you know, like polluted or, I don't know, broken, <laughs> yeah. corrupt? I always mob, check that stuff. It's a mob cover-up. Yeah, when I, when I, if I order fish or somebody's talking about this, I always make sure, because I'm pretty, I'm pretty active with Ocean Conservancy. I go to your site a lot. I, I you know, I check oh, it cool. out. Right on. I've always been a supporter. Me I too. love you guys. John, too. John loves you. We love you. and the um, hat. You always got to check if it's sustainable, you know? Yeah, John has this great hat that you guys were Love promoting out in December. Hat. Sweet. It's the teal one with the little turtles around the edge, right? And the yes. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. That thing's the money hat. Yeah, I think I posted it, it on sweet. Instagram, but you guys didn't like it. But it's okay. 
We cried <laughs> twice. I think, I think you did like it, actually. You guys are awesome. But yeah, I always check that sustainable uh, list to make sure you're not ordering something that's overfished. Because I think, and I'm not the expert, maybe you can shed some light on this, but a lot of people just don't know and they just assume, well, I, don't, I don't care where it came from. I'm just going to eat it because I'm American and I'm fat. Um, I'm just kidding. Is that accurate? Do, do most people need to be more educated on what's good for them to eat in order to maintain a viable population? I hope so. I mean, if you look at the big picture, Americans import somewhere between 85 and 90% of our seafood. So right off the bat, we're Whoa. getting a lot of seafood that's coming in that you can buy in grocery stores and off menus that we really have very little control over how that fish was caught. So it could be environmentally damaging practices. You could have potential human rights violations, all oh. kinds of stuff. And you just don't know what's going on. So right out of the gate, when people ask me, okay, you know fish, tell me what I should be looking for. How do I know what to buy? And I always say, well, look, you know, find out, ask your fishmonger, ask your server, is this American? Because right there, you're going to have a much higher bar for sustainability and for human rights issues. That's, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and you're going to have more of a uh, more of a communication line to, to deal with them and talk to them as opposed to, you know, like a third-party country that's just, well, we could tell you anything we want. You're not really going to know the truth because we, they can kind of make up anything, you know, yeah. say whatever they yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. mighty dollar. Yeah, and we want to support our domestic fishermen. So it's, it's yeah. good if you can be absolutely sure you're buying American caught fish. Yeah, why wouldn't you want to buy American-caught <laughs> fish? That's disgusting. I don't want fish from anywhere far away across the sea. That's yeah. too long. By and then, the, it should have been eaten. And I think we need to limit some of the places that can serve fish. For example, I live in Los Angeles. There was a, a place called Fishbone Grill. I'm sure they're great people. Don't know them. Never been there. <laughs> they just opened up in a strip mart next to 7-Eleven. And I'm thinking, I don't really know where that fish would come from. I mean, do they go out in the ocean and go, yep, I caught one today, and this will be the one we sell. Like, it, it always smells like, you know, you're not supposed to smell fish in a restaurant. It always smells. I think we need to be, they need to be more accountable. Um, a lot of restaurants are responsible, I guess is the word, with, with where they're going to get these fish because, I mean, who knows? Yeah, absolutely. So and it's good to support those businesses that, you know, go the extra mile to make sure they're serving the best fish possible. And there's a lot of them. I work with a lot of them up in uh, – I'm in Los Angeles, but work with a lot of companies in Seattle, and they, they have very sustainable policies, and they promote uh, you know, certification that shows they're not overfishing, and they oh, get back. Great. Yeah, they're great. Great great people. Um, uh, Crown Prince and uh, Wild uh, wild Caught Fish, and they're just very – you know, just to kind of echo what you said, it's very important to have that sustainability, uh, accountability for a lot of these guys. Mm -hmm. If not, we should find the crap out of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, it'd Let's be nice. It. Yeah, so. what the heck? What's, so what's uh, you guys' favorite fish? Our favorite fish? Wait, in terms of uh, <laughs> just in general or, or for food? Uh, ooh, I, I guess both. I like sharks mm. for food. No, I like sharks for just – I love sharks. They're my second favorite animal next to elephants. I just always love sharks. <laughs> um fascinated by them i think they're cool and uh just really important to me um i don't actually eat a lot of fish to be honest with you hmm 
Yeah. I feel like I, I needed more time with this question, Corey. You kind of sprung this on us here on the spot. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> What's your favorite fish? This is a huge question. Your favorite fish? First of all, to eat. That's not that hard. I think Chilean sea bass is Ooh, really good. Unless the Jurassic like Park special. Never mind, it's not mine. Is that like overfished? Uh, it's like over expensive. <laughs> say yes, be honest. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll sure stop eating. Are. Oh, like you just got hit with a fine. <laughs> fine, totally fine. I'll, I won't eat it anymore. No wonder it's so expensive at, uh, what is it? Where is it at? Publix. No, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, uh, Corey, you went to Occid Occidental College in Los Angeles? I did. Oh, that's a great school. I know people that went there. Yeah, I loved it. Why is it a great school? It was. I just had a really good four years there. The student body was just like awesome. Met a lot of cool people. Made a lot of good friends. The classes were good. It was a very typical sort of you know small college experience, but you got to have it in L.A., so, and ah. I just loved LA. So you got to sort of be part of a college community, but also get out and enjoy the larger city. That's right. cool. Oh, See, that's I went to accidental college. I didn't get to the school <laughs> I wanted to, so I got sent to junior college. It was by accident, but it was fun. <laughs> right, so you live in DC right now? Um, I don't actually. I live in Santa Cruz, California. Oh, no, we're I close to DC. Yeah, that's, I was that's there. Why. I was in DC for about four years. And then I moved out here about two and a half years ago. That's why uh, there was the confusion on the time. Yeah. We thought it was Pacific <laughs> Standard Time. And I, like a dum-dum, just assumed she was in D.C. Um, and then you went to, you got your master's at Yale School of Public Health. I did. I got my MPH. Is that awesome? Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Big transition lo location-wise. It, it was. Yeah, I, <laughs> it was. Quite a change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite a change of scenery. Did you know what you were getting into? Um, For the like most part, yes. I had actually, um, after college, I was in the Peace Corps and worked on fishery issues there. Oh, wow. And then worked on fishing boats in Alaska. And then what? from there went to grad school. Yeah, so I was... Wait a minute. At that point, I was You're a like a little... back down. You're like a little interesting man in the world, but not a man. That's right. very saint-like of you. Yes. No, that is not true. It you should be. The... That you've probably... Have you ever met a Peace Corps volunteer before? Nope. Never. Once. Uh, maybe, but I didn't know they were in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some people I would guess they maybe have. But... Yeah, we're, de we're definitely not saints. A good group of people, but... You know how to let loose. Sort of... Yeah, they do. Peace Corps volunteers know how to party. That is true. And they should. I bet you wow. Saints partied. Um, I think, wow, so Alaska. Is it crazy? Were you there when it was, when it was like, you know, nighttime all day long? I was. I got there what? in January. Yeah, I was there like, I think I arrived in Anchorage like the second week of January. Um, and it was. It was night like all the time. But it was really beautiful because they have these. Have you guys been there before? Never. What a beautiful state. Yeah, it's oh. gorgeous, and the sunrises and the sunsets last forever, and yeah, it's it's what? absolutely stunning. It sounds like a little slice of heaven. <laughs> yeah, like quick. the sun looks like it's going to rise, but it never does. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what? it. That okay. is another planet. 
Yeah, that is so it was cool. awesome. That's really cool. You guys do a lot of uh, research too and work, and I'd imagine you're like a huge asset for Ocean Conservancy. I mean, they're very lucky to have you. Um, oh, that's kind. They're, that'd be funny you know, if you were like, no, I got fired today. No, yeah. but they're very lucky to have you. What, that's, well, you, what a colorful yeah. background. <laughs> yeah, no, Ocean Conservancy's got a lot of really interesting people who work there. Like, even the interns are like, yeah, I, like, saved a bunch of tigers and then, like, ran across oh, Nepal. And, yeah, and I'm only, like, 23. And, yeah, right. there's, it's a pretty accomplished organization. I'm lucky. I yeah. want to Photoshop a picture of me riding on the back of a shark like a surfboard and send it in and be like, I'm ready to intern for you. And they'll be like, sir, yeah, that's not you. might get excited about that. It's like, good oh, stuff. He's got some Photoshopping skills. So you're, where is Santa Cruz exactly? Is that Bay Area? Yeah. Do you know where San Jose is? Yes. So go to the ocean from San Jose. So you go up a whole bunch of hills slash mountains and you go come back down. It's about 20 miles and you're on the coast, and you're in Santa Cruz. It's the very northern part of the Monterey Bay. Oh, sounds beautiful. It is. It's absolutely gorgeous here. Hey, Corey, California's pot farms could leave salmon runs truly smoked. You, uh, I think, retweeted that or something back in January. What the heck does that mean? Uh, the pot farms, especially the ones, well, in California, to my knowledge, we have quite a few illegal ones. Uh, oh, all over the place. Use, yeah, they use a lot of water, apparently, and that's really hard on uh, salmon. You guys probably know California has been in a drought for the last two I've, years. Yeah. Water's like a thing. gold here. <laughs> yeah. 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 So those salmon and, you know, the streams and the rivers haven't been doing great. Oh, so, so anything sad. that cuts back on water is not good for the salmon. Yeah, like almonds. Do you know it takes 10 gallons of water to make one almond? Maybe we what? should take one for the team and just stop with the almonds for a little bit. That can't be true. That's true. Google it. Almonds take like 10 gallons of water to make. I mean, we should start cutting back on some of this. You know what else we should do is desalinization plants. They're expensive and they didn't want to spend the money when they should have. But if we could start turning some of the salt water in, we wouldn't be in this predicament. But like uh, Corey said, you know, we're just taking a toll on with the water. It's it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't showered in a year. California. <laughs> <laughs> and we thank you. No. But you you do great work there. What? So people go to OceanConservancy.org. I go there a lot. You guys have a really nice site, by the way. I love the shark oh, pop thank up. You. I love everything oh. going on. Um, with people that want to get more involved, is starting with the website the best course of action? And where is help needed right now? So when, when you say get involved, do you mean specifically to help with sharks or just sort of be a good ocean steward? Well, let's say to be a good ocean steward. And I don't yeah. mean the people that go on there and is like, yeah, I'll give my email and then never respond to you because we know how obnoxious <laughs> they are. I mean people that really want to like do something. Um, well, it's always wonderful. Ocean Conservancy, we are a member-based organization, so we love having members. And, of course, you know, we are a, you know, a non-profit organization, so we love donations. Shameless plug. Um, uh, oh, by all means. We're all about them. I've been, I've been a member of Monthly Donor since 2009. I'm a huge fan, and I can tell oh, you. That's great. Thank you. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the um, – rewarding work you guys do and the changes you've made i've seen in just six years is incredible you're, you're working very hard oh, thanks yeah, yeah i but, think we do 
Go on. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> um, I was going to say, if people want to get sort of more involved with local action, um, at least in California, we've got a lot of local smaller nonprofits that do really good work, and they'll do things like organize beach cleanups or oh. attend local city council meetings um, or do even more like regional or state scale policy meetings. But they are always looking for volunteers to come help them out and do stuff either, you know, do educational stuff with kids or do cleanups or do stream restoration, stuff like that. So for folks that really want to get their hands in it, I'd say, you know, look for a good local organization that's doing things that you're passionate about, um, you know, and otherwise, you know, send your money this way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. You do good work that's with so it, too. I'm going to isolate that. But that's so true. And I could get that going down here in Florida. For sure, ocean beach cleanup. Yeah, it's a, it's a great thing to do on a Saturday morn. Plenty of Saturday coastline morning. in Florida to take care of. That's so cool. You guys probably have a lot of um, respect too from the uh, you know environmental communities and whatnot because on top of sustainable fishing and conservation, I mean, you guys talk a lot about how species can adapt to global warming and climate change and what needs to happen and how it's affecting them. I mean, the whole picture is painted very um, vividly of, of what's going on in the world. You're not just a one-horse issue. It's very oh, I um, know. robust. You're all over the place with Many great plates stuff. spinning. Yeah. Many plates, yes. <laughs> we do. We, we have a good portfolio of issues people work on. So I think Sage was telling me she was telling you guys about our plastic program, I think, yesterday. No, she canceled. She actually said she had a concert to go to. She had no, <laughs> no she, she did, us. of course. She was great. <laughs> She's lying. No, she was great. She was cool. Yeah. I liked yeah, her a lot. And I was totally going to copy uh, her. Uh, and now I'm glad I didn't when you asked me what my favorite fish was. I was going to say that hagfish thing that she, to <laughs> that she told us about. Oh, yeah. Cool that was cool. Fish, though. Right now, it's got to be, be my top, my front runner, my number one contender right now. They're, they're awesome. Yeah, they're weird fish. Those things are scary. If another you, fish eats it, it like releases all that gunk, and then they spit it. They spit it out. Right, <laughs> like, can't beat it. You didn't. You didn't answer us. What is your favorite fish? Oh, oh I'm so boring. I, um, having us. grown up in Seattle, you know, salmon was everywhere. It's not boring at all. Such a part of our life. Just eating salmon, and it's in the culture, and so salmon is really sort of. Like when someone says, what's your favorite fish? That's like my gut response. It's kind of like, salmon. it's my spirit fish is the salmon. Uh, Has that, have you ever met a stupid person that's like, oh, you like salmon? <laughs> no. That's awesome. Hey, salmon. listen, I know time is of the essence and, and, I, and I don't want to, I don't want to waste all your time, but I, I got to tell you, I took this quiz that you guys have on your site called, which shark are you? Oh, what did it say? Oh, I'm I got to take that. I'm the Greenland shark. What is that? Apparently, I'm laid back and relaxed, and I go with the flow. Maxing, relaxing, all cool, shooting b-ball. Outside of the school. That's right. It's a cool shark. Corey, hey, what's your, what's your favorite shark? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like whale sharks. Yeah. That's my favorite shark. Those are cool. They're uh... amazing. I swam with some when I was living in the Philippines. And oh, my gosh. There's a couple places there where you can gosh. jump in the water and snorkel with them. Wow. And I think you can do it in Mexico, too. And they are just the most amazing creatures to be in the water with. That's yes. incredible. That's so peaceful, and I would imagine that's very surreal. Totally. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're just there, and then you're looking down, and it's like the size of a school bus. 
Well, what? I, I can't say I swam with a whale oh. shark, but I jumped in the L.A. River and there was a shopping cart. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Because there's no L.A. River. They call it the L.A. River, but it's it's just a it's a like a creek. No, it's a cement um, waterway, but there's no water. It's just there's shopping carts down there. There's no fish. There's no water. Oh. And they're like, oh, it's the river. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not a river. River, by definition, is a body of water surrounded on two sides. That, But whatever. Um, oh, that's so air. sad. Aren't they trying to restore the L.A. River? Oh. They're trying. Oh. They're going to get there. Place is upside down. Yeah. It's good times. Hmm. Corey, tell us something about... Um, the work you got, that you're doing right now at Ocean Conservancy. I know that's you're doing a lot, but what's like one of the main projects you guys are trying to get done that people should know about? Um, we work with the Pacific Fishery Management Council, which is a stakeholder body that makes a lot of recommendations on how our fisheries are managed here on the West Coast. And I work with them to talk about implementing ecosystem-based fishery management, which is a kind of long, obnoxious term, but essentially means instead (laughs) of just managing one fish at a time, we think about all the fish together and the larger ecosystem, like things like small fish and things like large fish like sharks. Everybody contributes. Mm -hmm. Everybody puts something in. The longer the term, the smarter the people. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if I started a movement, it would be like, the do-gooders, you know? And it'd be like, what do you do? It's like, I do good stuff. But I feel like that's how it should be. Corey, what All about right. the, uh, the Filet-O-Fish? Is that bad? bad I was just thinking about that. Filet-O-Fish, like the McDonald's Filet-O-Fish? Yes. Yeah, the Lent special. Lent, but actually, the I, I, I... Well... Not the filet of fish is actually made with 100% Alaskan pollock. Ooh, I yes. love stuff. Is that a sustainably fished species? Is that another fish I shouldn't eat? That is a sustainably fished species. At yes! least, well, yeah, good. They, they can afford that. Yes, you you could you could say a few things about it, but um, yes, it's a relatively clean fishery. They bring up tons of pollock, and there's almost nothing else on the nets when they bring it up. Oh, wow. um, and they have very good sort of in-season management to make sure they don't exceed their quotas. Um, yeah, it's, I actually them. worked on some Pollock boats, so I've seen it firsthand. I can to attest to, well, one, just the sheer amount of fish that they bring back, but two, that it is a pretty clean fishery. So that's, that's smart. The filet fish sandwich from McDonald's is like, okay. It's not yeah. like cat meat. It's, <laughs> I certainly hope not. I mean, it's not like I've taken <laughs> a peek at those slime. kitchens or anything, but, uh. As far as, at least as far as their advertising goes, they're saying it's Alaskan Pollock. Mm. So. You're so smart with the oceans and have been to so many places. If you're in a boat, okay, let's just say a sailboat, 30-footer, and it's traveling at nice. 20 knots, could you put your head in the water and within five seconds pull it out and you have a fish in your mouth because you're that good? <laughs> yes. Uh, Probably, right? Yes, right. I could do that. I'm just going to go ahead and claim that. See? Yes, pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Yo, Clark, so far, number one guest from the uh, Ocean Conservancy, I think. Corey, right? Oh, well, sure. Okay, I'll take it. Thank Amazing. You. I mean, we had our doubts, but <laughs> I no. can bite a fish out of the water. We're so excited. We've done a lot of research on all of you, too. Some I call it stalking. I call it preparing for a good show. Um, but your dad says hi. We talked. And uh, no, we, but we, we've done a lot of, you know, searching on the site, and we wanted to make sure that we're, uh, 
you know, up to snuff with the info going on. And every, all of your answers, you and Sage and everybody else, um, know so much uh, at the drop of a hat. It's not like, well, yeah. we're doing, you're not giving broad answers like I do where I don't know. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> let me get some stats for you. I mean, you guys are, you guys know, are so smart at what you do. It's, it's incredible. Thanks. Thank you. That's yeah. fine. Have you just been into this your whole life? Like, are you um, are you like a very detailed person since you're a policy analyst? I think, yeah, I do tend Organized. towards the detail. You know, a lot of the job is finding obscure government documents, historical government documents, Ooh. reading a lot of stuff, and then, you know, trying to put together a story from all those things to understand what's going on. So wow. yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of detail orientation that has to happen in there. Wow. A lot of reading. A lot of reading. So you have to have like amazing, uh, what is it? Retention, reading retention. You can no, remember. Sort of. I'm actually not great at that. Oh. Uh, I'm like a way more visual person, and so when it comes to words, uh. I usually just have to take a lot of notes and put it all together and like draw some graphs and stuff for it to make sense oh. to me. But. Yeah, generally, you just have to really read a lot of material. A lot of fine you need to stay informed. Prints. Yeah. I need oh. people to write it in crayon for me in big letters <laughs> to start to understand. I need Morgan Freeman to read it to me in a dramatic way. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that the rehearsal's over, we can start recording the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, let's get ready. I know. I know uh, we'll let you go. I know you've got a lot to do, and we, we really just... I want to thank you so much for, for taking the time to be on the show. Um, it's been wonderful. And, and uh, anytime you ever want to come back and, and plug anything or want to help us with, you know, need our help with anything, please let us know. Yeah, doors always open. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I appreciate you guys having me on. No, thanks for being on. And you can tweet and follow Ocean Conservancy at our Ocean and uh, visit the website, obviously, at oceanconservancy.org. Check out the work they're doing, a uh, bunch of things, trash-free seas, restoring the Gulf, um, protecting the Arctic, saving sharks, and hiring awesome people like saving. Corey Ridings to, to lead yes. the way. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Have a great night, Corey. Thank you so much again for being on the show. Corey Ridings from the OceanConservancy.org. What's okay. wrong with you? Are you, are you? Do you have a bellyache? This has been so maddening. Not good. Yeah, my stomach hurts a little bit, just a, a tiny bit. Well, could, do you wanna do you wanna hang or? No, we're hanging, man. You hang with Mister Clockmob. Biscardi's not gonna be joining us tonight. We're gonna be doing some shows this weekend. John and I are gonna be watching Jaws and saying things like. And it is a Spanish lady. Farewell, you do. And ladies of Spain. What does he say? And we receive all. It's something, something, my wee Spanish ladies. Farewell, bit ado. Uh, Our ladies of Spain. Spain. That was cool, man. Corey was cool. She was cool. I was wrong. I predicted that she would be weird. Well, in the exchange... We thought she was a dude. I didn't think... We thought she was a dude at first. Because I I don't know why. I Facebooked Corey Ridings. I did. He was a guy. And he had a huge beard. And he looked like a guy that, you know, 
puts a backpack on and like disappears into the woods for a weekend. Halsey. With like a wolf. Yeah, Halsey. Right. Mm. Comes back with like someone's leg. And then you Facebook, Corey, and it's a female. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? But when we were texting back and forth, she's like, I'll come on at 10. I expect a phone call at 940 to prep or something like that. And I was like, I, I can't. I'll be no. on the air. I'll be recording the show. I'll, I'll Did be she say the words I expect? Yeah. <laughs> you should have yes. said, oh, don't worry. I've already assigned it to an intern. And then just not call. And then be like, someone at corporate fucked up. Somebody forgot to check their mail. We have, we have, I think we have what eight or nine interns working for the podcast now, around the clock, oh, um, yeah, four different countries. And uh, yeah. hey, Janine, latte right now. You're never gonna make it in this town. So That's sorry, I'm screaming at an intern. Um, it. No, it's great. It's good times, man. Tweet us the underscore of the podcast. Um, so Katie Carrado said some things the other day. She, I'm trying to get this straight. She quoted you as saying you're a uh, merman because I, I, I'm trying to understand that. She's talking about – I don't even know because both times that I listened back to it, I zoned out for like half a minute because I was probably doing something else while I was listening to it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I caught her say, yeah, you know, like the jet streams, like when John and I got in that argument. And I was like, what? And she's like, remember, John, we got in that argument about jet streams and you said, yo, kid. I'm like a merman. And I said, yeah, well, I'm like a mermaid. And I'm right. You're wrong. Right. And she's but, like, oh, I don't know. I guess you don't remember that. I'm like, what? The f-? I, I, and I, I didn't get a chance. Like, you, you know, you didn't, you probably didn't even notice she said it. And you kind of just went on with whatever we were actually doing. Yeah. You know, moving the show on. And, and I sat there and I wanted to say something. I wanted to, like, stop you and be like, Clark, hold on. Katie, what did you say? But I, right. I just let it go. But then when I listened to it again, I was like, what was she talking about? I have no memory of it. That's interesting. I remember her saying that, and I remember thinking, that doesn't sound like something John would say. That's a little weird. But we just kind of kept going because I didn't, I didn't know the story on either side, so I didn't want to be like, let's talk about it. Right, yeah. Because I didn't, wanna, I didn't know, but I did make a mental note. I thought, that I don't, that doesn't sound like something John would say. That sounds a little weird. That almost sounds like... And maybe she is confusing with someone else, but it almost sounds like she made it up on the spot. Like you she just think? thought of, had a thought and was like, no, it happened. Really? And actually, it didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I got to listen back to like past shows she's been on because maybe I vaguely remember talking to her about sharks migrating north. Like when the water down here gets warm sharks migrate north because it's still kind of cool up there the, the gulf stream which by the way is not uh water what is it is it like wind yeah it's like the air it's like when planes hit the gulf stream i don't know where, where she got that from or she did she say what about jet stream That's no jet stream is from the plane what then what the heck was she talking I about? I don't know. It was all it was, it was peppered <laughs> with mistakes. Yeah, and and I felt, you know, I felt disrobed. Let's fact check her, her and ourselves. Let's let's find out what the Gulf Stream is. All right, all right. do it. Gulf Stream TV. I, I feel violated. I, I feel used. I feel dirty. Sexually. I feel duty. 
feel like Judy. Oh, no, it is the ocean. The Gulf Stream is the ocean. It's the North Atlantic Drift. So what does that mean? So the Gulf Stream is the um, the Atlantic Ocean Current. They originates in the Gulf of Mexico, and it stretches to the tip of Florida, just the tip, and it follows the eastern coastlines. Um, so it's the water's warmer there. But it still makes sense what she was saying. I mean, it would, in context, it was still... I don't know what she was talking about. It was kind of like when the teacher's going off on a subject that you don't understand anyway, and then you're like, okay, I'm just lost. I might as well be eating a sandwich right now because I'm, I'm just nodding right now. I don't know. I, I didn't know what she was doing. But it was a great interview, yeah. but it's good that you kept her honest and discussing the situation. I, I want to bring her back, and I want her to, to detail what she said. It doesn't matter. I mean, first of all, it doesn't matter. If, if, we, were, if we did have an argument and I was wrong, okay, that's fine. But don't, like, throw that in there and then say, oh, you must not have remembered it. And, and not really give any details, not really tell me what you're talking about. And simply just move on. I don't know. It just, it, it was annoying. It was, I felt like I was misquoted. I don't think I would ever say I'm a merman. I'm not a merman. Well, I, I am, I don't, but I'm not a merman. Yeah, I don't foresee you doing that. Have you been it's, watching Shark Week? Yeah. Have you? I have. So good. It is so damn good. It's great. I, I love watching the shows. And you know what's cool is, um, oh, by the way, I talked to someone today about Shark Week. And one of my coworkers, yeah. she said, I love Shark Week. I've been watching every night. But isn't it always in August? And I said, yes, I still wow. don't know why it's June. Do you, wow. do you ever hear why, that's, why that was in June this year? I have no idea. I, we should have asked Corey or someone. Oh! What idiots. All right, I'm going to find out right now. But yeah, I, I've been watching it, man. It's cool. Um, there's been more shows this year that I've seen in, than in recent years on like Mako Sharks, which are still such a cool shark. Isn't that like the fastest shark? Yeah, they're like super fast and I don't know. Mako. Mako. It's such a cool name. It's, it's a cool Mako. name with a K. Mako. You know, if I was like a kid that was born and raised and then like I got married and had kids in Key West, I would name my first son Mako and it would be totally acceptable. Yeah, it would be fine. But Mako no, Hassinger. Yeah. Mako. Oh, such a badass. Mako. Even though he'd probably be a skinny little twerp. No way. He would have a fin on his back because he spent so much time over the ocean. Yeah, rubbed off. He'd be like Aquaman. Gills. So what happened to Biscardi? Biscardi uh, was, was getting a little tired tonight. I think he's gonna put it to bed. He lost steam. We'll be back this weekend. No, I understand. It's late there. So, You're yeah. a trooper for being on. Yeah, dude. I am rocking and rolling though. Tomorrow's Friday. Oh it yeah. Is like, it is like clear. I can wake up tomorrow at ten o'clock. I'll have a lot of people mad at me, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They can Doing be mad it. at me all they want. Doing it. Shark Week. What was I watching on Shark Week? Um, something so cool. Oh, can't remember. Right now. Uh, don't you hate that? I remembered, I remembered five minutes ago. And then you started talking about Makos, and I got wrapped up. I'm sorry. 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 Twitters. 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 Game Score Podcast. So check us out. Check out John on JDH272PSU. Uh, also, follow us on Snapchat. At nerd dot thirty five. I started. Um, I actually sent you a Snapchat, and I'm, I'm starting to be more active on Snapchat. Uh, and whatever I post, I plug the uh, the show 
Like oh, Twitter, brilliant. The Twitter handle. I just put Twitter. Twitter. It's not even a Snapchat anymore. You're just ordering yeah. groceries. Twitter. It's like I usually always put Mac on uh, Snapchat. I don't know why. I just think Mac's funny. She's so adorable. She. And, uh, she. She. And um, so now it'll just be Mac with an advertisement for the podcast. Mac. <laughs> Mac takes over the company. I'm like, Johnny, there, we're going live. I hear like, Woof! oh, oh. okay, we're doing this. This is what oh it's come to. Gosh, I can't believe we got all these interviews in and done. Oh. And we can, we can, I can stop all this organizing. This is, this is what I do on a daily basis dude, with like, you know, 20 different hospitals at once. I'm, my hat's off to you, man. You put Maddening. this entire thing together 100%. And uh, from, got out of work I, early and, I don't remember when the first email was, but I want to say it was like September or something last year. It was it was a long time ago. You've been doing this for a while. It was August. Was it, it August? Was, it was right after Shark Week ended. So they were like, let's do it for Shark Week next year. And I was like, oh, perfect. Now we have like over a year. But no, we had under a year. Because yeah, remember, we thought we were like, too, we were ready to start like prepping in July 2nd. Yeah, I know. This weekend we would have been like, let's start laying the groundwork down. Yes, that's what I was planning. Like July 4th, we have a lot of downtime, so we'll do podcast. No, all of a sudden, June. And I remember it was in July. It was in July last year because when I proposed to Heather on July 10th, Shark Week was on TV. I remember that. That's right. It was after July 4th. Part of the story. Yeah. Part of the sensation. Yeah, thanks for doing that, man. Hats off to you. You're you're a great dude, good friend, and, you know. It's fun. Amazing. I booked my... uh, You booked your your dicks. (laughs) Sexual dicks. I I, I got my my, uh, flight and hotel for uh, Delray Beach in October. Um, I was going to get the Delray Marriott, but I got the Delray Cops tent. Where the cops stop by on the show cops and pick up methods. <laughs> they said it was spacious. Is that the, acceptable? I think it's a two man. Two man tent. Be fine. As the months approach, I won't wanna let So dude, well done getting the room booked because it was uh getting a little hairy there. Like they're all filling up. There's like forty rooms now filled. Yeah, I got the last room left actually. What? It was like the last room left. Is that truth? Yeah. No way. It was the last one. Did they told you that? They said that. Yeah. It's it's actually the last one, and uh, I used the the promo that I said <laughs> the the uh, passenger Levine wedding, and they said we don't have that booked. So check with Heather on that because somebody oh, screwed no. up a corporate. But oh, no. No, but I got the last one. I mean, they probably say it to everybody, but uh, oh, I don't yeah, know. Never... Oh. I got I got in there. It was like the. The train door is about to close, and I just slipped in there, and yeah, like, the back of my satchel got nipped, but I pulled it back in time, so it's quite all right. Like Indiana. Like Indiana. Indiana Gones. So it was fun, man. I'm excited. I'm jazzed. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to get ripped. I'm going to start dancing, mm. humping the floors of the reception. <laughs> I know, man. I uh, We're going to have to have a worm off. Oh, worm off, break down. Like during um, Vanilla Ice. You know what we need to do? I'm going to orchestrate this with the groomsmen. We need to all watch the end of Footloose a hundred times and choreograph <laughs> that dancing. So like Ryan dances some wild thing and then like he taps, you know, your buddy Matt on the shoulder and then he comes out and does it and he taps me and I come out and at the end we all kind of choreograph it and it'll be known as the gayest wedding reception yeah. ever but it would be a viral hit on YouTube. 
Let's do it. I think um, we've been discussing the uh, the first like you know dance song to get everybody you know on the floor, and uh, I'm gonna leak that in an upcoming podcast episode. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna let you know what song we're gonna play first. That's gonna get everybody you know moving and shaking. If I guess, if I guess on the first time, will you tell me if it's accurate or not? Yes. Okay. No, off the air I will. Not All right. not to, not to the not to How the about list. this? If okay. But to the audience. I'm not gonna guess what it is, and I wanna put you on the spot, but please tell me it's not that Bruno Mars song that just came out last year. Well, don't believe me just one. No, please, no. No, 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 no. Good song. Just no. It's invasive. It's like a song's, it's like a scorpion fish. Song's good. What's wrong with that song? Nothing. It's great. Too cliche, though. Too, Too cliche. Much. Too, like, predictable? Yeah. Oh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, so. Michael Jackson uh, beat it. But you have to come out in the red zipper jacket. Oh, yeah, it'll be I good. That. That, that'll be played. It's a great that'll shirt, too. you got a Monty shirt on you. That's right. We've discontinued Monty. that line. It's a classic. Monty does it best. Monty does it best. My faves. New Monty coming out soon. We filmed it in October what? last year. Didn't what? Have an, remember we filmed that Monty back in November? <laughs> never finished it. We have one more scene to do. We never finished it. My God. Oh, you son of a Too bitch. Too many moving Get parts. Yeah. We're going to finish it this weekend, though. Side project. We're going to finish it this, this weekend. No, you will not. Yeah, I'm <laughs> editing it. Just watch. Just wait. You know, oyster. Not going to happen. No. Oyster. I, I, I've been thinking about him all day. We talked about him earlier. I can't get him out of my mind. It's the average age of a man who says, I made oysters. I made the oysters. <laughs> Probably average on medium. I'd say Me. 62. Okay. Some yeah. older, maybe a few guys in their 40s that do that. Yeah, seasoned. Man. They don't really need to announce it, though. They just kind of make it and go, there's some oysters out here. But if, if someone ditches them. They're going to say, I made the oysters. I would do that because that's some preparation, yeah. And they're so delicious. They are good. They are good. The slurp with a little champagne. Like lips manless. Oh. (laughs) Not the bad. Not the bad, big boy. Not the bad. Hit the bad. Lips. I don't know. Left down. Like walnuts? Walnuts. Walnuts. Good for the brain. Sloppy big boy, you're under arrest. Yeah, but the bad for the brain. You sloppy big boy, you're under arrest. So Turkey attacked. I know, it's sad. It's almost, dude, it is getting to the point. Now look, that was like 40 people killed. Yeah. It's like one day. All right. Yeah, again, you know. It doesn't face people anymore. Right, it's just getting like, oh, whatever. It's just, oh my God. It's fucking horrible man it's so bad i want to beat the crap out of these sissies it's the worst you know who started this too isis sissy you know who started this whole trend and i hope there's layers and layers of punishment and hell for them but the columbine thing that was unheard of before 1999 after that another one happened and then another one happened and then another one happened and they kind of dominoed that starting i mean 
you've never heard about that before 1999. Never heard right. of it. Didn't happen. Could have right. happened. Never did. Then it did, and it's happening all the time. And it, that just set the effect, and it's just out of control now. You're not even surprised. You told me that no. on, a t- on, a, on a Facebook message, and I did think that's sad. I wasn't surprised at all. I know. I didn't even rush to the, you know, pull up the CNN app and read it because I thought, yeah, I believe it. I know. I went to CNN TV and I was watching and they're they're not even talking about it. They're talking about Hillary, who they keep – this is so funny. They keep calling her Hillary Rodham Clinton. Right. And and one station says she's – running away with it, poll-wise, whatever polls these are. And the, and then Fox News says, only three points ahead. Yeah, and I'm like, what? I don't <laughs> Stupid idiots. Didn't just a, another right. country, one of our friends, just get attacked yeah, again? Didn't this like, just happen country? that's maybe we should and, put and some coverage on it? Russians are involved. I mean, this is like the beginning of World War Three. It's a lot. It's a, it's a hotbed, man. I mean, a lot Putin happening. is crazy enough to link up with this ISIS group and, and set them ablaze. Let them run wild. Not good. Now, meanwhile, there's well, this Putin other... Putin hates other ISIS. Well, hmm, maybe that's what he wants us to So he says. So the Germans that, please. What a trick that Speaking would be. Speaking of Germany, they're going to they're gonna be voting soon to leave the European Union, just like uh, Great Britain did, United Kingdom, so... There's kind of a domino effect uh, being staged in Europe for the European Union. You know, I wanted to talk about that because we we brought it up on a previous show, and I and I was still kind of uh, green on the green on the topic. Slash. Um, by leaving, it sounds just so dumb. You know, it just sounds so dumb. We want to leave the union. I thought the union just meant, like, you had each other's backs. I didn't yeah. think that, like, your rules were my rules and my rules were your rules. Is that why England wants the, to depart or why they have departed from the union? Like, were they losing money? That, that can, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Well, it, it's, it would be smarter to stay in there because it's, it's kind of like, um, say you have, like, a club and there's, like, ten people in there or, like, a, you know. You put in money for like a draft or something like that. You lose money, you win money, but there's a strong, you know, people could bail you out if things happen and trades depended on this. So it's kind of like a a union of auto workers. Everyone's kind of putting their dues in, but you're getting taken care of. You're getting benefits, you're getting weekends oh. off. And then they had a vote in England, which, uh, you know, the majority voted to leave. But there were still a lot of people that voted to stay. And so what did they do? There's nothing they can do. They have to kind of bite the bullet. But um, can't they go to like the union leader and be like, "Uh, we don't want to go." I think they should. I think Scot Scotland wanted to stay. I think Scotland should have their own country. You know. I thought Scotland didn't want to be part of the uh, United Kingdom. Yeah, they they need to vote for their own independence. They actually voted for it last year, and and the vote was for them to stay. I guess for the same reason they want to stay with the European Union. It's about money, and you know, they're, they're smart people, the Scots. You know, they're not these, you know, idiots. You have to feed your young. You have to feed your loinage of offspring. It's all about food. It's all about lineage. So, yeah, uh, it's interesting. It's, it's, it just sounds dumb to me. 
Yeah. Like, we fought to be independent from England, and now England is fighting to be apart from the Union. And isn't aren't they only like ten years old, twenty years old? Yeah, it's relatively young. It's a relatively young Union, and they're just trying to, you know, get away from that and uh, do their own thing. I don't think it'll be cataclysmic in the sense it'll be that bad, but you know, people lose some money, but whatever. People lose some money. Oh, the UK is weird with that stuff, stock. man. They're very, they're very old school and proud with a lot of things. Like when they adopted the euro, you know, like oh, yeah, they they, they state pounds. You know, Germany they went from Deutschmarks to pounds, and Spain Deutsch. and Italy went from lira and, and all that. But England's like, no, no, we got to keep the pounds. So they were kind of had a foot out of the door anyway with the European Union. Now it's just full swing and and. You know, you'll see what happens, but yeah, they still have the queen and the princess and that whole yeah royal that whole debauchery, whatever is going on over there. They spent a lot of money on the royal family too. They dump about it's probably more now, but when I used to go to England, they would dump like eighty million pounds, which at the time was like a hundred million dollars into the royal family a year. Just dump it in there. What? Keep everything going. Keep the castles. I mean, they would just. They dumped a lot of money into that, and a lot of people like them because they're like a figurehead. It's history, but you know they, they spend a lot of money. Stupid people dying everywhere. Instead of Yo. dumping that much money into kings, you should dump it in the Kingman Productions segment of the podcast. What was that? How we doing, England? How we How doing, we doing in here, Manchester? <laughs> um, Wolverhampton. I wanted to say something. Sorry. And now it's gone. Royal family. They're dumping a lot of money to that family. About $100 million. <clears throat> What was it? Son of a bitch. Having a thought. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. So I don't know if you saw on Facebook, Lenny Dykstra yesterday was making the Facebook, <gasps> or was making the, the media rounds because of this book that he has out. Dude, saw did it. you see any video of him? Yeah, he looks awful. He looks like a guy that's... Selling peanuts at Citizens Bank Park. <laughs> he absolutely does. But listen, on Mike and Mike, they thought he was drunk because you couldn't understand what he was yeah, saying. He was. He wasn't drunk. When he was in jail, he got his ass beat so much that he's had his jaw like rewired and reconstructed. And like he barely moves his mouth when he talks because he can't. Really? Yes. I gotta find a clip. He was on Stern. He was on Mike and Mike. I'm sure he was like on The View or. Something. I didn't realize he was in jail in like Gen Pop, where he was getting his ass beat. I figured he was like a white collar kind of thing, but he apparently was doing some time. What did he do? Like tax evasion or? or uh, yeah, tax evasion, and then he. But he did some other stuff too. There were like some illegal laundering things shy going Steve's. on. Very shysty. Here's a clip. Do you want to hear a clip? And he's got like the gray mustache, yeah, sure. Um, we see it to like 28-9, your body gets beat up. So, you know, I would see my teammates like Krug and all of these guys drinking like 20 beers um, a game oh. to take their pain away. And, oh. You know, I'm kind of, uh, you know, like... He is nothing like he looked in 1993. No. No mullet. He's not all ripped and pumped full of roids. Tobacco. Oh, yeah. yeah he was a big tobacco. dude. His car washes. 
yeah, like everyone was like, oh, wow, Lenny Dykstra's like this, you know, genius with money. He's, you know, he's got a car wash uh, franchise all over the country. That's amazing. He's, just, uh, he's laundering money he's and like paying off the government. And, uh, you idiot. Idiot. How, who, who mentioned that he was um, beat up in prison? You said that was on Stern? No, Mike, 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 and Mike. Greenberg made, like, announced that later on in the day today. He goes, you know, we had a, or, or this morning, he goes, we had Lenny Dykstra on. We all were worried that he was drunk. Uh, and then we found out that, you know, when he was in prison, he was beaten up so many times that his jaw had to have, like, reconstructive surgery and, like, wired. Oh it's almost wired shut. He eats a lot of smoothies. What a bastard. No, he must have been like a wise ass or something. Probably. I could see that. Cocky, you know? Brave fan criminals. How we doing, Atlanta? Mets. How we doing? You want to put tonight in the W column, my lord? Twice. Twice. At the underscore podcastle. With debonair gentleman in charge waiting number one, Jonathan Hassinger. And with Lady of Graces, Matthew Clark, saying thank you so much to... All the guests from the Ocean Conservancy, yes. Corey yes. Ridings, uh, Sonia Fordham for being on the program tonight. Earlier this week, we had Sage uh, Meltzer on. Thank you again. Please check them out at sharkadvocates.org and oceanconservancy.org. Uh, and follow us on Snapchat at nerd.35. Enjoy Shark Week. Enjoy Shark Week. I'm going to keep it rolling. 100th episode around the corner. Saying... Good night, everybody. It's me, Lenny Dykstra, saying good night. Good night, everybody. See ya. Godspeed. Bye. Came to Gotham's rescue in its darkest night. And he got Russell Crowe to the train Even though it cost his life I loved him in American Psycho And maybe felt desire When he killed the dragon And saved the world And ran a fire Machinist, he showed guilt, passion, and rage. But I couldn't stop staring at his rocking rib cage. Sometimes when I'm with my lady and I'm all up on her, I just close my
Seven times, and I'm not trying to come across as some kind of floozy. But between my girl and him, I pick the newsy. I'm a little bit gay for Christian male. Christian male, oh I'm a Chris. 